God's faithful. I said, God's faithful. Amen. Praise God. He's been so good to us that it's just unbelievable. Praise God. Second Kings, the fifth chapter. The first verse. The Bible says, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. Everybody say he was a leper. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and skip down to the 8th verse for the sake of time. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, talking about Naaman, come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times and thy flesh shall come again to thee and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand Call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper or heal me. Are not Abana and Farpar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, Wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean. Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Everybody say he was clean. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title. Sometimes the cake and sometimes the recipe. Amen. Set your Bibles down. And I want you to lift your hands to the Lord all over this house. Lift your voice to God in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your voice, prayer warriors. Help me pray right now. God's going to do miracles. Come on, why don't you let the Spirit of God just come upon you right now? Hallelujah. Why don't you open up your mouth and receive what God has for you tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, why don't everybody in this house clap your hands to the Lord together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach sometimes a cake. Everybody say sometimes a cake. And sometimes the recipe. Amen. I was blessed to grow up in a home with a dad that loved to cook food, and he was very good at it. 
And my mother, I don't know if she loved to cook, but she didn't mind, I don't think. And she cooked, and she was very good at what she did. And then I married a wife that likes to cook, and she's very good at what she does. And then I was blessed to have my two oldest children learn how to cook, and they were very good cooks, and they loved to cook, and they're still cooking. And then me and Matthew, we like to eat. Man, they like to cook. We like to eat. Praise God. I want to tell you there's a big difference between ordering and cooking. Well, praise the Lord. There's a big difference between asking for something and having to get a recipe and cook it yourself. Well, praise God. Did I tell you I'm blessed? Amen. I get asked all the time, what do you want to eat? And I just say it and it happens. Praise God. I'm telling you, I'm blessed tonight. This is double portion Wednesday if you hadn't figured it out. Amen. Praise God. Too bad I'm fasting right now or we'd all go eat after this. Amen. It's easy to say, I want some lasagna. Amen. It's easy to say. Why don't you say that? I want some lasagna. See how easy that was to say that? Amen. But it's harder to boil pasta and then brown the meat and make up the sauces that go in it and get all the cheese and layer all that stuff and get the oven just right and put it in there. And I begin to think if I had to do all that stuff every time I wanted lasagna... I would probably just eat Raymond noodles a lot of times. Man, it's different ordering than it is cooking something. Man, it's different saying I want something and then somebody handing you the recipe and saying, here you go, go fix it. I didn't think you'd run the aisles yet, but you may after a while. Amen. When it's dessert time, it's real easy to say, I would like a yellow cake with chocolate icing. Praise God. Boy, that just sounds wonderful right now. (laughs) But it's a pain to have to get that box and start mixing all that stuff. Eggs and milk and then get the oven the right temperature and put it in there and watch it and shake it or whatever and Make sure it's done. And when it gets done, it still ain't done. It's got to cool off before you can put the icing on it. It's like, goodness. And I was thinking if I had to do all of that to get a cake, I think I would just get Chips Ahoy and just get my sweet tooth over with. Amen. I want to preach to this church that sometimes God will give you a cake And sometimes God will give you the recipe to make your own cake. I'm going to preach to you. Amen. Sometimes God will give you the recipe to figure out whether you really want it or not. Man, I feel like shouting right now. Amen. When he gives you the recipe, 
it makes it obvious whether you want it or not. Well, praise the Lord. We got anybody that don't cook in here? Praise the Lord. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. Thank God for good cooks. The Lord has blessed this church with good cooks. And thank God I ain't one of them. Amen. I'm the taste tester. They always say taste this. and See if it tastes right. Amen. I always said don't ever trust somebody skinny when it comes to telling you about food. Praise the Lord. Honest people are good at it. And they, they, you can tell by looking at them. They're eaters. <laughs> Professional eaters. Amen. But thank God for cooks. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. I wonder if you want something from God tonight. I wonder if you really want something from God tonight. I'm going to preach to this church. We're going to see a lot more miracles when somebody says, whatever I got to do, God, I want it. Let me tell you about this man named Naaman. He was the captain of the host of Syria. He was a very honorable man, but he was a leper. And he had a a wife that had a maid that when she figured out he was a leper, she was from Israel, and she said, you know what, if, if Naaman ever got hooked up with the prophet, <laughs> if he ever got hooked up with Elisha, he wouldn't be a leper anymore. Well, praise God, is that your story tonight? If you... What a witness of God. In captivity, she says, you know what? Uh, I know how to get rid of your leprosy. If you just walked in that church and walked down to that altar uh, and got them to lay hands on you uh, and anoint you with all, you wouldn't be a leper anymore. Hey, we got the answer for the world. Well, the redeemed of the Lord. They ought to say so. If anybody ought to be witnessing, it ought to be the tongue-talking holy rollers. uh, Born again uh, of the water uh, and of the spirit. Uh, It shouldn't be the Jehovah Witness. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let me preach a while. So his wife's maid said, if you just went down there, you'd get healed. Ain't it amazing how people that don't believe in the church at all. (laughs) Talk about the church, make fun of the church, make fun of the way you dress, make fun of what you do all day Sunday and Monday and Wednesday. Oh yeah, make fun of you carrying your Bible and call you a Bible thumper and everything else. (laughs) You let something happen to them. Oh yeah, you let something happen to them. Uh, Guess what they're going to do? They're going to start looking for Elisha. They're going to start looking for the miracle. Don't think this world ain't looking at you. They know exactly who you are. They know exactly what you represent. And they know the power that is invested in you. That's why you don't put your head down. 
That's why you don't be ashamed of what you are and what God called you out of. Uh, you are royalty. Uh, you've got royal blood flowing through your veins. Uh, you are a child of the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So Naaman, he, man, he decides he's ready to go to church when he gets sick. So he goes and he stands at the door of Elisha. The Bible said Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, Go wash in Jordan seven times and thy flesh shall come again to thee and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. He was wanting to show is what he wanted. I knew he was going to come out and do something wild. And I was going to get a healing. Praise God. I'm telling you, I want a miracle more than I want a show. I want a touch of God more than I want a show. That's why I'm not into all this crazy lights and smoke and all that that's why we don't want a program in this church we want a move of God we want lepers to be cleansed we want alcoholics to be set free oh I feel the Holy Ghost in this house Naaman was upset because he wanted Elisha to come out and do a little deal and heal him. You know what he wanted? He wanted a cake. Praise God. I think y'all might know where I'm going. He wanted a ready-made miracle. But he got a recipe instead. Oh, I come to preach to Naaman tonight. Uh, do you really want a miracle? What if it ain't ready made? Uh, but what if it comes with instructions? Some people say, uh, well, it just seems like there ain't miracles in the church like there used to be. Maybe people ain't following instructions anymore. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Well, praise God. He got mad. He got mad when he got handed a recipe. Well, he got very upset when it wasn't like he thought it ought to be. But when the man of God said, go dip seven times in Jordan and you'll be clean, don't you know that's the recipe for getting clean? Well, a recipe doesn't mean you're not getting the cake. It means you gotta do something to get the cake. Boy, I feel like shouting right now. 
I said, I feel like dancing right now. God, you ain't got to wrap it up and put a bow on it for me. Just tell me what to do. If you say run the aisles, I'm going to run the aisles. If you say beat the drum, I'm going to beat the drum. If you tell me to shake a tambourine, I'll shake a tambourine. If you want me to dance, I'll dance. Oh, I hope somebody gets a hold of this right now. I hope somebody gets this in their spirit right now. What he had in mind wasn't what God had in mind. Don't get mad because your thoughts ain't like his thoughts. He's not going to withhold any good thing from you. That's the word of God. But he's going to show you and teach you and instruct you how to live in the miracle. How to live the miracle life. Come on, I wish somebody praised God right now. Come on, join up with somebody for just a moment. Right now, let's pray together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, just pray with me right now. speaking to people right now in this house I feel God dealing with people I feel God giving instruction right now come on listen to that still small voice right now said Naaman the recipe ain't that hard if he'd asked you to do something hard you'd have done it but how hard it is to just wash and be clean the enemy wants you to look at what it's going to take to get a miracle and say that's too much but I'm here to tell you it ain't hard It ain't hard at all to get a miracle. (laughs) It's too hard to repent. It ain't hard to repent. You can do it in five minutes if you want to. It ain't hard to get baptized in Jesus' name. You can do it in five minutes if you want to.
It ain't hard to pray. The enemy wants you to believe that it's too far for you. It's too complicated. It's too much for you. I'm telling you, it's easy. Living for God is the easiest life. I've lived in the world and I've lived in the church. I wouldn't trade this for anything in this world. There's nothing like living for God. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. After a little coaxing, he finally got down in the Jordan and dipped seven times and he come up clean. And he got his miracle. Man, and this is what I want to preach to this church. I've seen God give cakes. And I've seen God give recipes to make cakes. I thank God for the times I didn't deserve it, but he just opened up the windows of heaven on me. I thank God when... I thank God when it was nothing that I did, but he just opened the door of the storehouse and poured out treasure. And I'm also thankful for the times when he instructed me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When he instructed me, and I did it, and I got a miracle. Praise God. Boy, I feel like preaching. I feel like just stomping the devil. One day I come down with Rocky Mountain, whatever, tick fever. And I began to pray that night. And immediately God healed me. They said you would always have this. It's always going to be in your blood. and You'll have recurrences every week You got or every year. You got the worst kind. Well, when I got through praying, it was gone. And I ain't seen it since. Well, praise the Lord. You know what that was? That was a cake. (laughs) Praise God, that was a miracle. That was just a handful on purpose. Amen. Then I ate a bunch of Twinkies. Praise God. Oatmeal cream pies and yellow cake with chocolate icing, ice cream. Praise God. What's good stuff? And he ended up with diabetes. And uh, so I got on a little medicine, took care of it, and kind of scared me for a minute. And after I wasn't scared no more, I started eating Twinkies again. Oatmeal cream pies and peach pies and apple pies and pecan pies. 
Well, I'm telling you, God's been good to me. Well, when I'm doing all that, I don't check my sugar. When I'm acting like that, I don't look at it. Just pray and go on. Well, last week, I thought, man, I better check it. It's, <laughs> I've been eating 10 times a day, whatever I want, all day, starting the morning, quit eating about midnight. I better check it. My fasting blood sugar come up 253. You know what I did? I, I said, God, I need you to heal me. I need another one of them ready-made miracles. While I was praying, it's like I heard a voice say, I gave you the recipe. <laughs> Y'all can be seated. Yeah, confession hour, how do you like this? Yeah, I heard a voice say, I gave you the recipe. Well, I know how to beat diabetes. You don't eat all day long. I'm talking about me, I don't know about you, I'm, I'm just, I'm not a doctor. I found out they're not real brilliant themselves. Put your hope in them if you want to, but I got mine in Jesus. It was like the Lord said, I get, you know the recipe. And I thought, I do know the recipe. For you, it may be different, but for me, I can't eat all day long. I do this thing called time-restricted fasting when I, when I want to be good or I need to be good. And th this is me. I'm, not, I'm just telling you my, my deal. And I eat in a six-hour window, and, and then I fast for 18 hours. Because it ain't really about your sugar, it's your insulin. That's the problem. Sugar won't kill you, insulin will kill you. So anyway, I felt convicted praying for a miracle. I was like, it would be a lot easier if you'd just heal me. I'll, I'll, everywhere I preach, I'll tell, I'll tell them, you're a diabetes healer. It's like I heard it again. You know the recipe? Praise God. Well, you know the recipe, you'll figure out whether you really want it or you don't want it. Praise God. So I woke up with the 253 last week. Prayed and I said, okay, that's fine. That's how you want to do it. You want me to dip seven times instead of doing a little show? I'll do. I used to dip my chips ahoy seven times. <laughs> so, uh, so I got it in the first place. Praise God. The Lord began to deal with me right then. I want you to preach the church. I'm going to give them a cake sometimes. And then there's going to be other times I'm just going to tell them how to get it. I thought, oh, Lord, if I preach this, I don't want to preach it with my sugar being 300. <laughs> they ain't going to believe nothing I'm saying. So guess what I started doing? Started eating twice a day. In a six-hour window, not eating real bad, eating 
Sometimes I walk in to get a salad and end up with chicken wings. I ain't saying I do it right all the time. Amen. I'm just honest. I'm just who I am. But you know, anyway, for me, it's more when you eat rather than what you eat. And that's, then again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a, a gospel coach. Praise God. So I started doing the deal. The recipe that the Lord began to deal with me about. And it went down a little bit and went down a little bit. And this morning it was still higher than it should have been. I said, well, God, do you want me to preach this tonight or not? I don't want to go preach, follow the recipe, and then my sugar's 200 or whatever. And so I, I waited as late as I could. I already took my shower, was getting dressed, had my tie on and everything. Before I went there and I, oh, Lord. Pricked my finger. You know those few seconds while you're waiting. It's like it's adding it all up. And they go, Praise God. You know what it come back? It come back and said, 120. Well, hallelujah. I'm telling you, God will heal diabetes uh, whether he heals you or he sh- Well, praise, boy, this is good preaching right here. Amen. Confession hour. Be seated. Watch this. There's some people that are looking for a financial miracle. You can be seated again. Some people are saying, God, I need 50,000. They can't even give God 50 bucks. That's his. Hey, I've had God give me 50,000 before. I've had God do miracles, drop financial miracles out of the sky for me. And that's the way I like it. But you ain't got to wait for something to drop out of the sky. I've got a recipe right out of the Bible for you. Well, I didn't think you'd run the aisles, but you might before it's over. You want the recipe? It's two-part. He said, give to me and I'll give to you. Press down. Wait. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. I'm telling you, there is a recipe to get out of the paycheck to paycheck. Broke to broke. And the first part is, you got to be a cheerful giver. Well, praise God. Is this all right right now? I said, you got to be a cheerful giver. The Bible says... That if you give, he'll rebuke the devourer. You know what the devourer is? It's like Pac-Man eating up your paycheck. See, you new people don't know what I'm talking about. 
He was born in the 80s. You know who, who we are in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Atari. Chunk, chunk. It's the devourer. God said, I'll rebuke him. I don't know about you, but I, I need God to rebuke the little check I get. The devourer that would like to. Well, praise God. Amen. Praise God. Boy, that's good preaching. Amen. When you learn how to give, that's the first part of getting back. Amen. See, some people will give when it's $50. But you let them make 50000 Boy, they can't hardly. It's hard to write a $5,000 check. Amen. And when it's hard for you, here's what the Lord will do. He'll make sure you don't ever have to do that again. You know what I'm saying, Lord? Let me write some $5,000 checks. You give me some 50,000s, I'll write a 5,000. All day long. <laughs> Till I got carpal tunnel, I'll write them. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, praise God. While I'm preaching, I'll just preach a while. Amen. The Bible talks about you pay on your increase. Your increase. Amen. That don't mean just your paycheck. Praise God. Praise God. You buy a piece of land for $50,000, you sell it for $100,000, you have a $50,000 increase. And you owe God off of your increase. And if you don't, you won't get no more increases. This is how, I, hey, if I sold a horse and made $5, I'd pay 50 cents in tithes. Well, hallelujah. Boy, this is good. Well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about opening the windows of heaven on your life. Well, hallelujah, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm honest. Praise the Lord. Sister Esri called me. She sold her house for less than what she paid for. To her own son. Blessing. She said, do I owe on what? Because I, I paid on it a long time. Do I owe on that? I said, you don't owe nothing. If you bought it and you sold it for less than what you paid for, there's no increase. Praise God. There's a difference. But when you get an increase, I don't know it. My Lord, I'm trying to figure out where my shoes are. But God knows. God knows everything. I'm just here preaching the gospel. And I'm trying to keep you from getting a curse on your life. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Here's the other part of the financial recipe. Praise the Lord. Boy, ain't this good. The other part of the financial recipe is you got to be a steward of what you got. You got to give what you owe. And you got to take care of what you got. 
which means you don't buy stuff to impress other people. You don't spend money you ain't got to look like you're something you ain't. Well, praise God. Amen. All the men are standing and the women are remaining seated. What's up with that? Y'all acting like I'm talking about y'all. Hey, we're talking about high heels and four-wheelers. Oh, yeah, we're talking about new purses and four-wheel drives. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated. Well, that's good preaching right there. Praise God. Amen. Sometimes it's a, it's a recipe that God just speaks to your heart. Sometimes nobody will know what's going on in your life. And I remember a time when I needed God to do something so bad. and I've always been a man of prayer. I go to the house of God every day and pray. When I was a saint, I went to the church and prayed. I'm a pastor. I go to the church and pray. I just pray. I needed God to do something really bad, but I, here's what I'd do. On the way to the, the church to pray, I would always, you know, swing off of McCain Boulevard and grab either an Egg McMuffin or a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, hash brown, coffee, and a Coke. And then I'd go pray, you know, with my belly full. Praise God. Well, I was driving one day, and I felt the Lord say, why don't you go fill up the spiritual man before you fill up the carnal man and I'll answer your prayer. There wasn't a scripture like that in the Bible. I, mean, I never read that. Don't go by McDonald's on the way to church. Go to church first and then go to McDonald's. It's not in there. I googled McDonald's scripture. It's not in there. <laughs> Praise God. But that was my own little personal recipe for a miracle. And I thought, well, that don't, that, that don't make sense to me. But, but God, if you'll do it, I'll do it. So guess what I do every morning? I drive right past. I didn't quit McDonald's. I just postponed McDonald's. That's why I ended up diabetes probably. And I'd go right past and go to the church and I'd pray. Then I'd swing around there and grab my egg McMuffin. Guess what happened? God worked a little miracle for me. God, I want mine already on a platter. God may say, you need to get rid of Coca-Cola for 52 days. God may say, you need to get off of social media for 52 days. Well, hallelujah. God may say, you need to show up at the church 52 days in a row and pray one hour and see what I'll do. You know what, I, if I felt that little hunch in my spirit, you know what I would do? I'd do it. <laughs> I done figured out when God begins to put little things on you, uh, if you'll just do it, uh, you're about to see a miracle in your life. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. I wish it was 745 right now. A lot of people want God to get their family and bring them to church. A lot of people want God to shake the devil off of their family that's got them bound up. A lot of people want some miracle to just, them just float through the door someday and run to the altar and lift their hands and it may happen, praise God, if it does. But you ain't got to wait for something like that to happen when you've got a recipe already. Say, well, the devil's got a hold of them. You don't understand. I'm telling you, I got a hold of this word right now. And Jesus said, this kind goeth forth not but by prayer and fasting. I'm telling you, we got a recipe to shake the devil off of anybody, anywhere, anytime. Come on, in the name of Jesus, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Come on, in the name of Jesus, help me pray right now. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Somebody needs to move in the Holy Ghost right now. That little thing that you're feeling right now.
Come on, let's obey the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. on, whatever it is God's dealing with you about. Amen. Why don't you just begin to talk to him? Amen. Why don't you just do what he says? Oh, there's a miracle in the making. Come on, there's a miracle in the making in this house. Come on, these altars are open. Let's turn this into a prayer room right now. To a house of prayer. <laughs> Come on, in the name of Jesus, Anamasi. Come on, just begin to cry out to the Lord. Come on, if you need the Spirit of God, just begin to repent of your sins. Begin to cry out to Him. If you need a miracle, just begin to cry out to Him. God, you know what you're doing. God, not my...